You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Clay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. As promised before, this is our Thanksgiving special. Only one show this week, but it's jam-packed. we got headlines. We've got weird shit. We've got picks. We've got our Thanksgiving pick We've got the one-sentence game. We've got an eight-pack, not a six-pack, and much more. So, got the whole crew here, Savannah and Kevin. Guys, we got to talk about Savannah's Packers last night getting absolutely thumped by the Niners and all of San Francisco 49er Twitter nation going at Savannah today on Twitter. She's fighting off like a trooper. But, uh, yeah, uh, just the Niners just surprising all of us coming out punching. And honestly, okay, so I'm going to start off quick. I kind of in the back of my mind really thought, I'm like, all right, if San Fran's going to win, it's going to be rough early, and then they're going to start airing it out. I wasn't wrong. I was surprised. I was surprised at the lack of rushing early, I guess. But the Niners defense just looked embarrassed after last Monday. So I kind of, I don't feel like this is a complete indictment of the Packers at all. I think they're still the second or third best team in the NFC by a mile. Like it's like the three elite teams at the top and then a giant fist fight afterward. But Maybe four if you count Seattle. But uh, I don't know. Just The Niners just proved, said to America, hey, we really don't suck. We had an off game. Uh, what do you guys think? Kev, I'll let you go first. I'll let Samantha cool herself off a little bit. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think this doesn't sh- this doesn't indicate that the Packers aren't a good team, that they're not going to make the playoffs or do well in the playoffs. But I think it does show that, they they can still win a Super Bowl with this team with one big asterisk in it. If the Ravens beat the Patriots in the playoffs, which I assume they're going to meet, then the Packers can <clears throat> win a Super Bowl. But if they have to go up against another elite defense, and I know they played the Vikings and the Bears who have very good defenses, but not elite anymore, really, then I think that they have a chance to win it. But if they have to go up against another elite defense in the playoffs or if some team steps up by the end of the year, Vikings at home, if their defense shows up, then I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers struggle in the playoffs. It was so weird to me. I'm looking at the stats, and I'll let, some, Savannah, I'll let you jump in a second. Um, only 81 yards passing allowed, um, passing from the um, uh, Packers. And it, it's weird. I'm, I'm trying to understand one point yard, nine yards per pass. A lot of their offense came through came through uh, rushing. Through a long touchdown coming from Devontae Adams. Thank God. Um, I still need Hollywood Brown to lay it up tonight. But um, yeah, it was really interesting just to look at the stat line. The Niners secondary doing all the work in their pass rush. So. It was a very odd game how the stats turned out. Savannah, I'll let you get in here because I know you're chomping at the bit at this. What did you think of the game last night? I really thought we looked awful. I mean, 
there's no there's no better way to put it. I can't give any excuses. Like San Francisco's defense really just dominated us. And like we have a really good offensive line, but they were just able to like take it down. Aaron Rodgers, you know, is really good with holding the ball a long time, scrambling outside of the pocket, getting those completions that are crazy. And he was just hardly able to do that last night. Like the line was just their defensive line was just so strong. They just took control of Aaron Rodgers, and that's now happened twice, both times in California. So it's just weird to me. The only thing that I can say is that might have been a momentum changer. When they when San Francisco was only up 10-0 on a third and eight, Aaron Rodgers could have ran for the first down, but he heaved it down the field to Jimmy Graham. It didn't look like a catch, and then you replay it, and you realize he has full control of it for three steps. His knee hits the ground, his arm hits the ground, and then the ball comes out. And the defender's still touching him. I think if Matt LaFleur would have challenged that, that would have been a completed catch, and it could have swung the whole momentum of the game. And so, I mean, but other than that, yeah, we just looked awful. Like, when we came out, other than that, the one drive, and even penalties helped us. If they, if Richard Sherman wouldn't have had those two penalties in the end zone, then we probably wouldn't have even scored any points. Fair enough. I mean, one last thing on the game. I just think going forward, we have to see what uh, Packers team comes out this week. <clears throat> and the Niners, I think, uh, take on the Ravens. So it's going to really be interesting to see how they react to an option defense. Because that might be a possible Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, I think I think that'll be a good game. And also, I think the Packers could bounce back from this. Uh, their schedule—I <laughs> don't want to say it because I have problems jinxing things—but our schedule kind of favors us. We have the Redskins, the Giants, the Bears, the Lions. The only game that's probably that might be a loss is going to be against Minnesota Monday Night Football Week 16. I think I it was looking. I was looking at the schedule. I think it'd be. It's be it'd be completely realistic for the Packers to win out, but I think it would also be realistic for them to have two losses down the stretch. Right. I think Minnesota at home, there's a very easy case to make that Minnesota can win that game. Right, I agree. I don't think it's a definite Minnesota win, but I think there is a good chance of it. And week seventeen, the Lions, like and I'm not saying I think the Lions are gonna win, but you don't know what Lions team you're going to get. And if Matt Stafford's back, anything could really happen that week. Again, I don't expect the Packers to lose, but I, it's a sm, there's a small chance of it. It's Stafford. It's the Lions. It's the Packers. You know, it's always going to be an interesting game. All right, we're going to go on a couple quick headlines from, with a uh, local newsman, Kevin Langley. Kevin Frank Gore. Officially passed Barry Sanders to be third all-time on the rushing list for the NFL. My, my, probably one of the greatest former Canes of all time. I don't even know how he's still rushing. I think it's impressive that the NFL is allowing the Bills to have a dinosaur in their backfield. That just sounds like a really unfair advantage for them. <laughs> but no, I mean, good for Frank Gore. I'm happy for him. I feel like... He probably should have retired three years ago, but he didn't, and it's paying off. He's I mean, he's more effective than half the running backs in this league anyway, so. Yeah, I was surprised that 
It came on a six-yard run. I figured that all of his runs at this point would be a yard or two max. Well, he, when he got to, what was it, 10,000 against Philly? It was a tw- or no, the game before Philly got, it was like 10, it's like a 20-yard rush or something insane like that. Like, he, he's just a good running back. He's, he's His ball carrier vision is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah. Also, I'd like to point out, if Barry Sanders didn't retire early because the Lions sucked, he would have had that. He would have been number one by a mile. Yeah, he played eight years. It took Emmett Smith to pass him like 15. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Barry, Barry Sanders would have definitely been number one. I, I'm really fearful that Saquon Barkley is the new Barry Sanders. The Giants is going to suck for his entire career, so he retires after eight years. Oh, that's I don't know. I think as bad as of a pick it seemed to be of Daniel Jones at the time, he's played all right. And I mean, if they're gonna oh, go with a run heavy offense, he might be the perfect quarterback for them going forward. Right. <sighs> and he gets smoked by Dallas and Philly in the next ten years. Hey, third place ain't bad. Hey, I mean, if he can do something about their defense, then they might actually be able to. I think the three of us could start in their defense right now. <laughs> if Philly can't get some people to catch the ball, they <laughs> might be coming in third in the next couple of years. Listen, it's one year, and Mike Groth might not make it to Week 16. There's hope. Um, finally, Kev, we got a little issue with LSU Golden Boy Joe Burrow. Want to tell us more about it? Uh, oh, boy. So after Tua went down, and even before Tua went down, Joe Burrow was expected to be the number one overall pick. I don't expect that to change, but some people are calling into question whether or not he will go number one overall because of everyone's favorite, some old tweets resurfacing. Some of them, one, I don't know what this one was about. And he could have just been having a fun day at the zoo with his friends and family. But he (laughs) tweeted, these monkeys just go into town. That just doesn't look good. Um, called Roger Goodell a joke <laughs> after I mean, I, we say it all the time. So, but right. we're also not NFL prospects that, NFL one, guys that, that did have to do with, there was a bleach report say article saying that how Roger Goodell would serve as an arbitrator in the deflate gate appeal. And that's why Joe Burrow called him a joke. Um, Stuart yeah, Scott and that lazy eye man is something else he tweeted. He's not wrong. R.I.P. to the, one of the best broadcasters of sport ESPN ever had, but he did have a lazy eye. I mean, he is pointing out the obvious. Yeah, but it, I feel like that tweet's just in poor taste. I know it is in poor taste because, you know, Stuart Scott unfortunately passed away, but... Also, Stuart Scott's just a legend of the industry. True. I mean, but, like, I'm waiting for these to be, like, extremely racist, and I'm just like, this is it. There aren't that bad. There is one that people are a little annoyed with. Attention all NBA teams. Stop picking foreigners in all caps. <laughs> I'm assuming he's a pal. He, he's a fan of some team that picked a uh, European guy who sucked. He did tweet. That yeah. was in June 2012. And then in June 2013, he tweeted, imagine that the Cavs pick an unknown foreigner. Did they pick Anthony Bennett that year? Possibly. Yeah, 2013 was Bennett. 
Oh, that was such a bad draft class. Because 2014 was Andrew Wiggins, and they traded him to Minnesota like a week later. Yep. Oh, the draft class was so bad. The 2013. Anthony Bennett played three games for Minnesota, and we cut him. We had the worst record in basketball that year. Is Anthony Bennett still playing basketball? I think he were, he probably works some uh, – he's probably out of his game. He was so bad. Ooh, last he played was last year, this year, with the Agua Caliente Clippers in the G League. Um, 2017-2018 was in the Celtics farm system with the main Red Claws. And just other than that, just nothing. Like Raptors G League, Nets D- G League. Uh, played in Turkey for a while. He, everyone was like calling him like the next Larry Johnson. I'm like, I'm missing something here. How is he going to be that? I mean, that draft class was. I know I've said it multiple times, but wait, outside, wasn't, that, wasn't that the like the Trey Burke, Michael Carter Williams class? No, I think Carter Williams was like 2011, but. All the depots looking good, but Contavious Caldwell Pope, CJ McCall. Oh, it was Mike Carl Williams. My bad. Steven Adams. Giannis was in that draft class. But he was still like lanky and couldn't play ball. He was like 17. Yeah. Um, also, Donovan. Wait, wasn't Donovan Mitchell in that class? Or no, no, no. That was Donovan Mitchell was drafted the same year as um, Tatum. No, Dane Lillard. That's who was in this class. No, it wasn't Damian Lillard because Dame won Rookie of the Year and Michael Card Williams won Rookie of the Year that year. Ah, so I think Dame was two years later. But so yeah, so uh, that draft class was awful, and Joe Burrow's tweets are problematic. You, I don't get how all these athletes are still tweet like their old tweets are coming up. By the time Joe Burrow was. 15 or 16, which is when some of these tweets came out, he knew he was going to college to play football. He knew he had the potential to be a draft pick or go to the NFL. Why are you tweeting dumb stuff like this? Kevin, because when you're 16 years old, you're you're the, one of the you're, 16-year-old men are probably the dumbest species on the planet, you <laughs> and me included. You'd think, though, that his parents would go, hey, um, Joe, no. Stop they probably it. let him walk on water, dude. He used their meal ticket. Yeah, and that's why they should tell him not to do this stuff. Because then, if any tweets anything really bad, they will lose out on millions of dollars. Okay, but who just thinks these tweets are going to resurface like that, like, five, seven years later? Well, like, the, yeah, this is – I got to agree with Savannah. This point kind of comes up. Like, this only became a thing, like, the last couple years. When, like, people are so bored on Twitter, they can't let anybody actually be successful. And you know what he should have done? All athletes, once this started happening, should have deleted their Twitters and made a new one. Oh, fair enough. All right. You guys ready for everyone's favorite game? Let's one sentence it up. All right. First off, Philly-Seattle. Philly's defense looks elite. Once his hand is busted and, once again, the Eagles offense looked atrocious. Kev, I, Jared, how close are you to donating your hands to some of these wide receivers? <laughs> well, Arcega Whiteside and Greg Ward looked amazing, surprisingly. Just Wentz never got him the ball. Um, yeah, because he overthrew a running back in the flat by five yards. Also, so I think, yeah, that was a touchdown. He blames the wind. 
You know, it's so funny. Um, yeah, Wentz's hands really bruised up, but it was also, everyone keeps forgetting, it was pouring rain like it was in New England, too. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying, like, yes, his accuracy was shit and his hand was bruised up. It was also pouring rain, but it like there's no excuse. At least he took all the blame for it and didn't throw anybody into the bus. I like seeing that. So, um, Savannah. Speaking of hands, uh, Carson Wentz just loves to fumble, doesn't he? I feel like every time I see a game, he just lets it go. So stop watching my Eagles, damn it. Oh, actually, I looked that up because Savannah texted us during the game asking how many fumbles lost he had this year. Before yeah. that game, he had one. That's – okay, that he lost? Yes. Yeah, he just – he fumbles it. Like, he'll, like – I think the problem is Wentz also keeps, his, keeps the ball really low when he's uh, in the pocket. Yeah, I mean – and I know fumbles can partially be a uh... – Also, by the way, one last thing. Sorry, didn't mean to catch you off, Kevin. Uh, no Brandon Brooks, who's the highest-rated lineman by pro football focus this year, and no Lane Johnson in that game. So basically his O-line was gone by – basically most of his O-line was gone by quarter two. So they'll both be back this week, so that should be a lot better. Also, never mind. The internet lied to me. I just won the NFL's website. He has five fumbles lost this year. Okay, that's yeah. a little bit more realistic. I was like, way on my way. He lost two against Dallas, so. I don't know. The NFL lied. Or the, for once, the NFL didn't lie. The internet lied. All right. But next game. Colts and Texans. Savannah, you go first. I, I don't know. I love Deshaun Watson. Love him. Uh, Hopkins is the best receiver in football. Next. Kev. Agreed. I hate Deshaun Watson. Why? Because he beat Alabama. Oh. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah, you, Kev, you really get no sympathy out of us whatsoever. <laughs> all right. See, all right. No, hey, I'm going to break it down for you guys and all the listeners. See, if your team is consistently not winning and then – you make it and lose, you can go, oh, well, we made it this year. Like, that's a great, that's a moral victory for us. If your team consistently wins and then they lose a championship, that is so heartbreaking. Oh, God. This is the world's small. I'm trying to find the world's smallest violin for you, buddy. Um, Wait, I have, I argued all last year that DeAndre Hopkins was the best wide receiver last year, and I got so much hate for it. Like, oh, my my very first article, my second article ever for Belly Up was that Hopkins was the best. He really I, he really is, and I just didn't understand the mindset of people that just wanted to argue. I put about. OBJ at six, and I got ripped apart. It was uh, Hop, Julio, A.B., Mike Evans, before his injuries, A.J. Green, and then, uh, Julio, uh, then uh, uh, Odell. I would take Julio over Hopkins. Really? That's Alabama yep. bias. Also, you know, Julio has a higher average yards per catch, more yards, and he doesn't have as many touchdowns. He has two less because Matt Ryan doesn't throw him the ball in the red zone for Julio, some Julio, reason. Julio does get – I love – Kev, you know I'm, the, I'm a huge Julio fan, but he does get hurt more. Yeah. Not enough, though, to make it that bad. Hopkins also put up ridiculous numbers with a rotating quarterback core that consisted of Brandon Whedon, 
um, the ghost formerly known as Ryan Mal and the Brocket Ship. Yeah, so oh, like the I'm not knocking DeAndre. To catch 600 passes? Didn't he yeah. just that when he played the Colts? Yeah. Cool. All right. Again, not knocking DeAndre Hopkins. Just saying I would rather. Oh, no. Have- if you're saying in the draft, if I, if you gave me one of the two coming out in the draft and my Eagles get one of them, I want Hop- I want a rookie Julio because – his expo- even at almost 30, his explosiveness is ridiculous. Um, Raiders, um, no, Raiders, Jets. Jesus Christ, Savannah, you blew it. Um, also, John Gruden calling a ref a very bad, um, a cock effing, a cock sucking motherfucker, which maybe was the great, sorry for the language, was maybe the best thing I saw on the internet. Uh, it looks like John- Jared gets to bleep some stuff out when he edits this. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, I love John Gruden. Knock if you're with me. Uh, God, that was just that was just depressing. Though I was watching that game, it was more entertaining than watching the Eagles Seahawks. Um, yeah, no, the Jets. Everyone was calling this a trap game, and it was. So there you go. I'm not reading into this though. The Jets will be the Raiders will be fine. So I have, the, oh, okay. sorry, Kev, you go first. No, Savannah can go. I was just going to say that this is just – most teams just have that weird loss, and this just happens to be the weird loss for the Raiders. I think that this is just going to be eye-opening, and on to the next. Kev? The Jets are handing out weird losses like candy. Mm-hmm. Beat the Cowboys, now the Raiders. It's like they remember every couple of weeks, oh, wait, we were supposed to be a playoff contender. <laughs> Until Sam got caught kissing, kissing middle school teachers. Oh my god. Mo- mono jokes for days. All right, Lions at uh, Redskins. Congratulations, Haskins. You beat Jeff Driscoll. It's a lot of separation on that one. What was that? <laughs> Football videos. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> Keep your your phone on silent. Come on, it's a rookie. That's rookie hour. All right, Kev, uh, Lions, Redskins. I love watching Bo Scarborough in the NFL. <laughs> he's a tank. Oh, he's incredible. Savannah, Lions, Redskins. As an uh, Ohio State fan, I was very happy to see Haskins get his first win, especially over a division opponent. He's also trash. All right. He also missed he, the final play of the game. To take he himself. missed the last snap of his first NFL win because he was taking a selfie. <laughs> He's going to be running suicides all day tomorrow. <clears throat> all right. Panthers Saints. You blew it, Panthers. You blew it. I look up. It's 31-31, and I'm just like, Oh, sweet Jesus. It's happening. And then they blew it. Also, Mike Thomas, A-plus receptions and 100-plus yards in five straight games. Excuse me. Christian McCaffrey is so good. MVP, CMC. Like, he only rushed for... He had 22 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown, which isn't great. But then he had nine receptions for 69 yards. Nice. And a <laughs> touchdown. 
Exactly. He's a, he's a, he's a monster. Like he's, he's the best running back. He also, yeah, like I said before, he's the first 99 overall running back. So in Madden this year. So there you go. Savannah. How do you miss a 28 yard field goal? Because of the Panthers. Yeah. But for the, okay. When they had Grant Gannell, he made like a 62 yarder. So you can't just say it's the Panthers. It's the Panthers this year. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dolphins Browns. This game was about as meaningless as it ever could be. The only thing I was good about was Jarvis Landry catching touchdowns. Also, Browns fans on Twitter this morning won't shut the hell up. Kevin. Congrats, Cleveland. You beat a team that was tanking for a draft pick. That's like beating a five. That's like if you're 18 and beating a five-year-old in one-on-one. Congratulations. <laughs> like the five-year-old's trying so hard, but the 18-year-old's like, yeah, I'm never going to make varsity, but I'm smoking this kid's ass. Savannah? I know Nick Chubb isn't in, like, the MVP race or anything like that, like McCaffrey is, but he's still really good. He has 90-plus scrimmage yard in 10 straight games. Oh, he's a stud. Like, this guy is great. I love oh, him. He's a, he's a stud all day. And Fair the run. Patriots drafted the other Georgia running back. <laughs> Great call, Bill. <laughs> hey, Bill has never been good at drafting. We know this. Yeah, I'd rather take other teams' cast off and just win a Super Bowl with them. Exactly. He's he's figured out how to break the system while sucking at drafting. All he right. Just trade all his picks for seventh rounders and just take quarterbacks and make them play other positions. <laughs> Didn't Troy Brown play corner for a while, too? Yeah, Julian Edelman did, too. Oh, yeah, I remember when he played corner. Um, All right. <laughs> As I die in the background. Um, Giants-Bears. Wow. Two teams that just really are bad. It would take the, it would take the Giants to allow the Bears to win 1914. This game's just a sad face emoji. Kevin. Daniel Jones outperformed Mitch. That's not saying much. I think we can both outperform Mitch. No, but I feel like Mitch is a consistently mediocre quarterback. And I feel like Daniel Jones right now is just a bad quarterback. But Daniel Jones takes care of the ball better. True. Savannah? Giants blew it, and I'm pissed. They had it. Well, not necessarily, but they had it. They were winning. They couldn't keep the lead. Makes me mad. I think you guys have lapped the Bears. Why are you like? Why do you care at this point? Like, I would just be laughing for entertainment. I wouldn't be like, oh, you blow it. Oh, I mean, it's totally funny to watch them because Trubisky is just an awful quarterback. But well, I love seeing Bears fans be miserable too. So. <laughs> but I still like when other teams in my division lose. Fair enough. Even if the Cowboys went 4-12 and next year, I'd root for every loss. Um, next up, uh, Broncos and Bills. Uh, Josh Allen to John Brown. Kind of a decent combination. Yes, it's the Broncos, but I can't, it's, it still looks decent. <clears throat> Who the hell is Brandon Allen? <laughs> and why was he starting an NFL game? 
Because Drew Locke basically is not ready to play football yet. I feel like he would still give you a better chance to win than Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen also almost beat the Vikings, so. Yeah, how sad. <clears throat> All right. Savannah, you want to touch this one? Denver doesn't know how to score very many points, do they? Oh, I feel bad for Phil Lindsay, man. He's screwing that system. That's the guy that you got to talk about with getting all these rushing yards and having to retire early because the team sucks. <laughs> I feel like Eloy would trade him for something stupid. Like, didn't they trade Portis to the Redskins for a bag of potato chips? <laughs> what? Probably. Something along those lines. That trade was awful. Um, yeah, your number three overall draft pick, an elite running back. He trained the Washington first career to die. Um, Buccaneers and Falcons. Well, Atlanta's run was good while it lasted. You lost to Jameis. Congratulations. They should trade Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones just because I don't want to see them. In such a bad situation. Send Julio to Philly. Send Calvin Ridley to uh, New England. Yeah. I don't know if they'd trade Julio to Philly. They'd probably want to keep him out of the conference. Right. But it's Atlanta. They find ways to screw things up. <laughs> That's true. All right. Savannah? The Falcons look good while it lasted. I mean, they had this one for a while. But Basically. Guys, James Winston only had two interceptions this game. Oh, my gosh. I'm so proud of him. Guys, with any luck, he might actually throw only one next week. All right. No, we need him to throw, like, ten, because I want him to break the interceptions record. Yeah, no, it's not going to happen. I can breathe. There is hope. Um... So, uh, Jaguars and Titans. Jesus Christmas, Derrick Henry is an animal. That's all right. Leonard Fournette will probably just go off on Twitter about how he was drafted higher. He, yeah, he, like, apparently, like, is, like, a he, him and what's-his-face are, like, boys, apparently. Him and Derrick Henry are, like, really good friends or something. Not surprised. Both played in the SEC. SEC West. Oh, so by the way, a uh, quick stat. This uh, Ryan Tannehill, by the way, shout out for playing out of his damn mind since he got a new, new digs. Him and uh, Derrick Henry, six touchdowns and 474 yards combined. That's absurd. Oh, yeah. Like, who would have thought Ryan Tannehill makes the Titans offense decent? <clears throat> right. That's what I was going to say. Like, the Titans are literally 4-1 with Tannehill starting at QB. Um. <laughs> I'm putting the Titans ahead of the – the Titans actually, I think, have a shot to win this division because the Texans can't get out of their own way. The Colts are the Colts, and then the Jaguars, I think, are just, you know, this experiment failed. Try again next time. Give us – hey, give Philly Fournette like you were going to in the offseason. Freaking Coughlin, the last minute, pulled the deal off the table. Freaking Coughlin. All right. Finally, before we jump into uh, the Holiday 8-pack. I lost the screen there for a second. All right, Cowboys-Patriots. 
Oh my God. I've never rooted so hard for New England. They didn't blow it. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Kev. Did, did you expect them to blow it? It's the Cowboys. They find ways to anger me. Yeah, but also the Patriots don't blow leads. Very true. They're not Atlanta. Um, Savannah. Okay, I have two things. One, I love Randall Cobb, and I miss him being a Packer. Two, it's absolutely so annoying. It's inhuman. It's ridiculous and unfair that the Patriots have now have 17 consecutive winning seasons, and I don't like them. Um, get a better team. <laughs> and get a shit division. That's how you win those. All right, Steelers, oh, Bengals. Oh, oh, we're we're going to talk about the AFC East as the highest win percentage against other teams not in its conference. Okay. This well, season? No, the last, like, 15 years. Really? Yes, the, the Patriots playing in a shit division is just something people like to say to discredit the Patriots when they consistently have a decent division, just every team in that division has at least or about two losses to one team a year. Fair this year, no, because the Jets and the Dolphins suck. Basically. Um, Bengals and Steelers. Oh, God, this was close. I wanted to see Mason Rudolph get blasted. You almost blew it, Pittsburgh. Thank God for Duck. I cannot believe that the Bengals... Still could not pull out a win with a third-string quarterback on the other side. Hey, Duck is the truth. <laughs> His name is Duck. <laughs> <laughs> I could have made a joke saying the Bengals are playing Duck Hunter. Nope. Okay. Crickets. Now, if they won, you could have said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They just sucked at it. Um, Niners and Packers, last but not least... The Niners are who we thought they were. Danny Green reference put up on the board. <laughs> What's the fewest yards Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown as a starter? Seven. I think it was 81. 77 against the Broncos in 2015. Oh, well, that defense was also, like, legendary elite, so. Wow. Well, ooh, this is... Although this is the first time he's ever thrown the ball more than 30 times and gained fewer than 160 yards. They had 1.9 yards per pass. That's uh, insane to me. I don't know how it's possible. Yeah, that's lowest, like, in any start that's ever. That's oh. insane. All right. Um, Richard Sherman is still an elite cornerback. Uh, Savannah. Richard Sherman likes to get a bunch of penalties for some reason. These last two weeks, he's, like, had, like, five. Six. He's, like, a, he's a physical corner. It happens. <clears throat> All right, ladies and germs, I've been keeping this one under wraps. Under Today's beer of the day is Island Hopper by Thimble Island. It is the Money Island edition. I've already had one. It tastes pretty good. So, Thimble Island, we'd love to sponsor us. We'd love to have your beer. <clears throat> it's better Quick than question. Is that named after the U- U.S. strategy in the Pacific during World War II? Possibly. It's named after a small string of islands off the coast of Brantford in Connecticut. Okay. For those who don't know, (laughs) island hopping was the U.S. military strategy to go from one island that the Japanese Empire controlled, take it, and then hop to the next one and just keep doing that to mainland China. 
basically it was like a lot more energy effective and it saved gas and money during the war, but most likely it was uh, also brutal fighting. Oh, awful. Watch the Pacific. You'll see. There's your history lesson for the day. I'm also a World War II savant, so I'm happy Kevin brought that up. Um, here is your holiday APAC, and I already cracked this. Damn it, I screwed it up. All right, well, here I cracked it ceremoniously, whatever. Um, first off, the game, OSU-Michigan. Kev, you're up first. You got to go Ohio State. Like, Michigan does not win big games, and Ohio State is playing out of their minds. <clears throat> Savannah. That's weird. Um, I think I'm going to go with my gut and pick Ohio State. Uh, Michigan doesn't know how to beat Ohio State. It doesn't matter how good they are. They don't know how to beat Ohio State. Michigan is a faster Notre Dame. They can't win big games. Also, Chase Young is basically an Asgardian playing human football. So, like, I watched that man single-handedly, one-armly divide – like, I watched him basically, like, one-arm press guys into Penn State's backup quarterback. He is not human. Yeah. Ohio he, State by at least two touchdowns. He missed two games, and he still broke the single-season sack record. He's ridiculous. Alrighty, so clean sweep for OSU and Michigan. Now, Kevin's game, the Iron Bowl. Oh, I can't wait to watch this. Alabama-Auburn. Always a game every year. <clears throat> Savannah, who you got? Iron Bowl. Uh, I got to pick Alabama. All right. Got a reason for it, or you're just, you, you just can't pick against Alabama? Yeah, no, I just can't pick against them. All right, Kev. Rock and roll time, buddy. I'm picking Alabama. Oh, shocker. I think... I think Mac Jones is not going to look as good as he did against Arkansas and Western Carolina. Auburn has a better defense. I think it's going to be a close game. Alabama is currently three and a half point favorites. Um, Auburn has a good ground game. They can run the ball with that, uh, run with any of them. But I think that the biggest hurdles for Auburn to win this game are their quarterback, Bo Nix, who's trash, and Gus Malzahn, who is a trash offensive coach. So, Alabama has elite receiver talent. <laughs> they also have a very good offenses. They can score a lot. Um, but Auburn, every couple of years, pulls something out of nowhere, whether it's a Chris Jones field goal return for a touchdown or something great, or Cam Newton playing out of nowhere. It doesn't matter. Alabama's been dominating them for years. Uh, since the the lone Auburn national title appearance against Jameis Winston, which they somehow lost. <clears throat> I'm going with Auburn as my upset pick. I just feel something Tua, as much as I bash Tua, as much as I kind of bash Tua, he's an elite quarterback prospect. Like, like he's like, he's deserving a top five pick, no question to me. And the drop off for him and Mac Jones is a lot. Yes, they beat the living snot out of Western Carolina. I think some varsity high school Texas teams could too. So I think Bo Nix is a good young quarterback. He's not good enough to beat a full-strength Alabama team. But I think Auburn, just because it's a rivalry game, it's going to be close. 
and I feel like for some miracle this season, Auburn never thought it'd be possible. They have a slight advantage at quarterback only because two was hurt. They don't have an advantage at quarterback. I still would rather take Bo Nix over Mac Jones. That uh, that's also ridiculous to say that Mac Jones is a wor- yes, Tua can do more, but Tua is a dual threat quarterback and Mac Jones is a pro style quarterback. <laughs> it's very difficult to complain compare the two because Mac Jones is a pure pocket passer. This is his test. He's going against a better defense this time. Let's see how he does. Because he's basically played three warm-up games. Or two warm-up games. <clears throat> All right. So I'm lone wolf now in Auburn for my upset pick. That's the 2 Xer. <clears throat> All right. Wisconsin and Minnesota. Now, Minnesota just, just, just disappointed me. They were so bad. They lost to Iowa and Kirk Ferentz, who I made fun of. Who I still make fun of. Wisconsin is the best running back in the nation. <clears throat> and I don't see them winning. It's Wisconsin by a mile. And they'll take on Ohio State in the title game again. Savannah. Yeah, I think I jumped on the Minnesota train a little too early. Uh, I, I have to pick Wisconsin. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a huge game. It's, it's hard to honestly pick against Wisconsin now, watching how Minnesota played last week. Okay. I'm going to go Minnesota. All righty. Wisconsin struggled on the road. They're 2-2. Two and two. Minnesota's 6-0 and oh at home. And I think, yes, Minnesota's been disappointed the last couple of weeks. But I think they're, they have to turn around. They're playing for to play in the Big Ten Championship. And if they win, they get – to get their the brakes beaten off them by Ohio State. But I think that still is something that the team wants. Minnesota wants to make it to the Big Ten Championship because that's making to your conference championship is the next step for your program. And I think Minnesota is going to do it. Basically, oh yeah, by the way, uh, scoring update, the Ravens are up 7-0 on the Rams already. So that's that. All right. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, as my voice keeps deteriorating. Um, <clears throat> I got Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts playing out of his mind. Oklahoma State's like that team that just kind of hangs around the back end of the top 25 every year. I love Mike Gundy because he's a man and he's 40. No, he's not 40 anymore. I was like 10 years ago now. But, um, yeah, <clears throat> Oklahoma's going to run him off, off the field. This isn't like back when they had Rudolph and, and like, Brandon Whedon, Des Bryant, Justin Blackman. This is kind of a forgetful uh, Oklahoma uh, Oklahoma State team. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going Oklahoma. I don't want them to win because if they lose, Alabama is making it to the college football playoff. I think if Oklahoma blows the doors off Oklahoma State, that'll make it difficult for the committee to choose, but I think they will do it. And also, I just love Jalen Hurts. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Kev, was uh, Minnesota your upset pick? Yes. Okay. Announce that next time, please. I didn't know who was favored, and I was looking it up, and I didn't want to cut you off. You are allowed to. Okay. Minnesota's my upset pick. <laughs> Second week in a row, he says it very maligned and kind of boring. All right. Savannah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah, State. 
I got to go with Oklahoma. I think Jalen Hurts is playing phenomenal. I think Oklahoma, <coughs> Oklahoma State in receiving, which helps out Jalen Hurts even more. I think it's going to be hard to stop them. I have to go with Oklahoma for the win. All righty. We move to NFL games now. The possible Super Bowl preview game, which usually means when they say this, this game will not happen. But 49ers-Ravens, Kev, who you got? Ravens. I think, yes, the 49ers did a good job of bottling up Aaron Rodgers, making him stay in the pocket. But Lamar Jackson's too athletic to do that, too. And I'm not – that's not a knock on Aaron Rodgers. Lamar Jackson is a generational talent in terms of athleticism, and I think he'll do enough to get away from that pass rush and make some plays with Hollywood <laughs> Brown. Oh, I hope so, because Hollywood Brown's on my fantasy team. I keep needing to light it up because half my team's, like, injured right now, and I'm still winning games somehow. All right, Savannah, Ravens, 49ers. <clears throat> yeah, I have to go with the Ravens, um, and I'm not just doing this just to pick against the 49ers. They look good against the Packers. I think they're going to get a little bit confused, like, playing against uh, – playing against Baltimore, just like most teams do the first time they meet them. Their stats are about equal, but I think Baltimore is a little bit better of a team overall. Like San Francisco's defense is like phenomenal, but if you look at the team combined, the Ravens are a little bit better. I'm thinking in the back of my head, and you can put this on record, the last time we, like, I think it's like three times we picked against the 49ers, all three of us have picked against them, they've won. And I really don't want to make it three times, but i got to go with the Ravens. When you play Lamar Jackson, in the first time you play him, it's something different. And like Kevin says, a generational talent athletically. And he proved against Houston. He can sling the rock. It's not like he's inept at doing that. So I have to take Lamar Jackson here and the Ravens. So we're, we're clean sweeping again. It's not very clean sweep today. Next up, Chiefs and Raiders. Savannah, you going to screw over your boys again? No, can I? Okay, well, should I just, like, pick the Chiefs? Or? <laughs> I mean, it's your call. But, I mean, uh, you're going to have to answer your mom if the Raiders keep losing. I know. She's going to. But this isn't my gimme game. So, like, I'm just going to stick to it, and I'm going to pick the Raiders. See, I have the luxury of my, my sister and my mom being Eagles fans. So... The only person I ever have to disappoint is my dad, who's a Vikings slash Patriots fan. Oh, yeah, my dad's a Vikings fan, too. That's fun. Oh, yeah, my <laughs> Yeah, so my uh, my parents, my mom and my sister, after Super Bowl 52, jumped on the Eagles bandwagon with me because they, they had a fun time watching the game. They thought, uh, oh, my God, the these Eagles worst. are fun. What? After Super Bowl 52, they're like, oh, we're going to be no, Eagles no, fans. No, no, my mom's been rooting for the Eagles since I was a little kid. My sister, who really didn't watch football, like started wearing it. I got her an Eagles hat. She wears it all the time. She says, yeah, I love I want, I, I root for him because of my brother. All right, well. My sister's a, a terrifying human being. So. Also, I'm not talking smack about your family. I love your family. Yeah, I know. You asked if they could adopt you. <laughs> all I right. Mean- it's, it's hard to pick – I mean, it's hard to pick against Kansas City for this game, but I just think that Oakland, after last week, is going to come back with a vengeance. This game is really for the uh, AFC West. It, it, I mean, it really is because the Raiders have a nice schedule down the stretch. So if they can win out – if they can win this game, then they this puts them in a really good position. And Max Crosby's playing out of his mind. Jacob uh, – Josh Jacobs playing out of his mind. We have Tyrell Williams doing really good. Hunter Renfro is doing so good. Like, 
which he might be out for this game because I think he hurt he his is. against the Jets. Darn. Broken but, ribs and a punctured lung. Oof. Yeah, that's awful. But, like, the Raiders, everyone on the team is just stepping it up. Like, even compared to, like, the beginning of this season, you can see, like, how much progress they've made throughout the season. And I think it's going to be hard to con- contain Patrick Mahomes in some of those big plays. But I don't think they're going to give up enough where it loses them the game. All right. I got to go Raiders. Knock if you're with me. All right. I, you know what? Hard Knocks made me fall in love with this team. I love John Gruden. I've loved this season on Monday football. It's never been the same because, God, Booger McFarlane is a – boy, he's annoying. Um, But, like you said, they're improving. This is not the same Raiders team that they played week two. They have a different identity. They like to punch the hell out of you on offense, allow Carr to be a game manager with a good arm. Like, they don't need Carr to win games for them. They just need him to keep the game winnable. And that defense is honestly playing great for how many young guys are on it. So I got the Raiders. I think the Chiefs are in trouble. They they fell for the Rodgers problem too early where they rely on their elite quarterback too early. But fortunately for the the uh, Chiefs, they'll catch in week in year three, not year nine like the Packers did. Wait, no, Savannah, this is year 15 or no? 13, where they finally got Aaron a good defense? Yeah, he was drafted in five and started in eight. Oh, you're, you're like 10 or 13 for Aaron Rodgers. They finally figure out, oh, wait, let's get him a defense. He had a defense in 2011. Yeah, that's yeah, the one year I actually – okay, so after 2011, so fine, eight years. After that, it didn't matter. Like, there was no longer a defense. Yeah, they thought Julius Peppers would be an elite defensive end still. Nope. Um, well, they can't get free agents that well up there unless they're defensive guys. It's just been a thing for them. Um, they didn't do free agency until the last two years. Well, yeah, because Ted Thompson may, be, may have been the worst GM in football. Kev, Raiders, Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go Raiders. The Chiefs live and die by Patrick Mahomes. And against the Titans, you could see that even when Mahomes plays out of his mind, the, this team around him is still so bad at other positions besides Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey that they can't win. And ever since he went down with an injury, Mahomes has been very inconsistent. Last week, they won against a 4-7 and seven Chargers team when Mahomes threw 182 yards, one touchdown, and one pick. And the, the Raiders are better than the Chargers, and... Even if Mahomes steps up, though, I think this Raiders offense with Josh Jacobs is good enough to score enough points to beat the Chiefs. I was thinking the Chiefs. Um, also, Phillip Rivers was awful last week. That's what I was going to say. They lost <clears throat> that game if Phillip Rivers could actually, like, you know, not throw interceptions. <laughs> Who? Okay. I don't know who's the better interception artist, Rivers or uh, James Winston. <laughs> All right. Um, Kev. Your Patriots taking on the Texans. Um, I got the Patriots. I I just, I can't. The Texans just find ways to piss me off. I pick them, they lose. I don't pick them, they win. Unless they give the ball to DeAndre Hopkins 40 times a game. I mean, they have a lot of weapons, but their offensive line is atrocious. Um, yeah. Prove me wrong, Texans. Because uh, the Patriots just shut down the Cowboys. Number one, wink, wink, ranked offense. 
They played like eight last put. They played like five last place teams. I don't want to hear it. Um. So yeah, no, the uh, Patriots by at least ten points. Kev, I gotta go Pats. I think Stephon Gilmore last week shut down Amari Cooper. I think he can slow down DeAndre Hopkins enough to give the rest of their defense time to make plays. And I think that's what's going to win them the game. And the Texans historically struggled against the Patriots, even when they were at their peak with that defense and J.J. Watt. They would come into New England with Letterman jackets and get the doors blown off them. Well, you know what? I think maybe uh, Bill O'Brien's kind of taught his team to not piss off Tommy and the boys. But um, yeah, also Bill O'Brien's not a good coach. Oh, no, he's not. He's a horrible GM, too. Uh, Kev, I mean, Savannah, who do you got? New England has really been uh, the Texans' weakness when it comes to, like, playoffs or anything like that. That seems to be the team that gets them no matter how good that they're playing. Uh, I have to go with New England in this one. Uh, their defense is just too good. Uh, Savon Gilmore is a shutdown corner. He's probably the best corner in the game. I think that Will Fuller's... <laughs> Yes. No, Jalen yes. Ramsey's better. Jalen Ramsey has not played well since going to the Rams. Right. He's the only cornerback in that roster. He also hasn't been playing well himself, just as an individual. Yeah, but just because you're the only corner on the on the good corner on the roster doesn't mean that makes you play bad. If you're a good corner, you're gonna play good no matter who, what team you're on. Oh no, Gilmore's top three corner. I would give him even two. I just think that Ramsey is more physically gifted and he has the same amount of coverage skills as Gilmore. I still think Gilmore, best. I think he yeah. has a chance. To Gilmore win. also pl- is playing an elite secondary too. Yeah, I know. Okay, so you play with better people, and it kind of makes you better. I guess I understand that, but like he just stands out. Like if he went to another team, he would still stand out. He would still. How be- much do you think every team who passed on him in free agency is kicking themselves right now? All right. All right, uh, Savannah, have you picked your upset by the way or no? Uh, I don't think so. All right, so you're uh, unless you take uh, I don't even know who's the, the I think those the Vikings the uh, you won't pick the Vikings so you have to come up with your upset pick for your uh, gimme game then um all right Vikings and Seahawks the last game of the eight pack ladies and gents how you feeling uh I got the Seahawks yes Philly's defense played in, insane against them but. The Vikings have a very similar defense, but their corners aren't as athletic. I never thought I'd say Philly's corners are – they're not better than Minnesota's corners, but they're faster, which gave DK Metcalf and um, Lockett problems most of the game. It took a trick play to score on us. So I feel like against Minnesota, who's got a little more of a – who's got slower safeties too, I feel like Russell Wilson's going to have a field day because everyone's ripping Philly's defense the entire part of the year, but – it was all injuries because you saw what happened. They basically kept they kept that awful offense in the game all day. But um, Seattle is my super is my Super Bowl pick, if not San Fran or Green Bay. And uh, yeah, so Seahawks. Also, Clowney might be back this week. He's uh, questionable. I'm gonna roll with Minnesota on this. I think. They're, while slower, I think their defense is good enough to kind of slow down the Seahawks' offense, and maybe not Russell Wilson, but the rest of the players on that offense. And I think with the way it's built now and with injuries factored in, Minnesota's offense is light years ahead of where Phillies is. 
their receivers can catch the ball and they have a better running back, a much better running back. And I think if Kirk Cousins shows up to that game, they will win easily. Savannah. I have to go with the Seahawks. I think that uh, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen is going to give the Seattle defense a big problem, but I also think it's also going to be a shootout. Like, they're not going to uh, – Minnesota's defense probably isn't going to be able to stop Metcalf. Like, they're going to get uh, Josh Gordon involved, especially, like, on the uh, mid-third down range and stuff like that. I think it's going to be a shootout, and I think it's going to be who can score more points. And I think Russell Wilson is better at scoring points and throwing touchdowns and not throwing interceptions than Kirk Cousins is. Fair enough. All right. Finally, let's hear those gimme picks. Mine, thanks to Kevin, is Clemson over South Carolina. Damn it. <laughs> yep. Called it. Kev, who's your uh, gimme pick? Um, Packers over Giants. Hmm. Right, I didn't Savannah, know to pick. You're on the clock. Jared, I didn't know to pick, and then when you picked that one, I was like, well, Savannah seemed to react negatively to that. Let's take the Packers. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Those are my only two choices, so. I'm yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't double up. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go LSU over Texas A&M. That's actually a good one. <clears throat> I swear to God, if LSU loses Savannah, you're fired. I would literally love that, though. That would be fine. <laughs> Savannah, you'd be my favorite person if LSU loses. I swear to God, Joe, I will give Joe Burrow your address. <laughs> Him and Cody can duke it out for an hour. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, wait. I'd rather be, I'm more terrified of you than Cody. So. <laughs> yeah, but see, like, I won't be mad if this happens because that means OSU would be number one. So, like, yeah, but you know what happens to the number one seed in the playoff usually. Mm. <laughs> Georgia, <clears throat> Ohio State, <clears throat> Alabama, Clemson, Oregon. Yeah. Oh God. Um. Yeah. No. Uh. So. All right. So that is our holiday eight pack. But folks, we have a bonus round for you. Now this won't count towards our pick 'em because it'll be too many games. But I don't know. We'll maybe figure out a prize by uh our show Monday. It's our Thursday hot Thanksgiving pick 'em game. So. Quick, uh, Lions, Bears, guys, who are you taking? Lions, Mitchell sucks. <laughs> Savannah? Yeah, I got to go with the Lions, too. They're trying to shut down Matthew Stafford, but he's refusing to, like, he's refusing to, like, go on IR. I love it. Matthew Stafford's a gamer. He's Brett Favre 2.0 without the championships. How is the Bears defense ranked sixth? Well, here's something. Here's an embarrassing fact. Khalil Mack only had one QB pressure when Andre Dillard blocked him. <laughs> Andre Dillard gave up two sacks to Ziggy Anza. So yeah, there you go. Off a little bit this year, and I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> there you go. The Raiders Clear, even better. Back slow. All right, Bills Cowboys. I'm going Bills because you know what. That second, the Cowboys secondary struggles against deep threats, and John Brown can run two routes, a post and a, a go route. And what does Josh Allen succeed at throwing? Post and go routes. So two simplest routes to run football, basically, besides a quick slant. And basically, I feel like just the Cowboys are going to run into that. The Cowboys struggle with good defenses. They have all year. 
And they also are 0-4 against even winning records. They're 0-3. 0-3? 0-3. No, they're 6-5, and right? Yeah, they're 0-4. So, yeah, they're 0-4 against even winning records. Um, so, yeah, I got the Bills. I also have the Bills because Dak Prescott is garbage against teams above 500. I think they're one in four. His career record is his, it's below 500 by a couple games, right? Well, um, this year they're one in four. I think I saw against winning teams. No, they're own own four. I saw. I literally saw a stat earlier about it. Okay, so maybe it changed. I don't know. And Dak over his career is 10 and 14, and five and three in 2016. But since then, five and 11. Dude just cannot beat teams that are winning games, and the well, Bills have a good defense. Kev, we saw his ceiling in college. We knew, like, everyone's trying to act like Dak is, like, the truth. I'm like, did you watch him attack at Michigan, Mississippi State? You saw what his ceiling is. It, it, it's not like it's, it's not like it's trying to read, like, ancient text, like, 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 coded stuff. Dak Prescott struggled against good programs. He had the one big one against Alabama, and that was it. Um, Savannah, Cowboys, Bills. The Bills lost to the Eagles, right? Yeah, they got smacked. Okay, that's what I thought. So, I'm thinking of this game, and I'm thinking how the Cowboys put a beating on Philly. All right, but, all right, flag on the play, timeout. Um, the Eagles, when they played the Bills, that was the first game where they had Maddox, Darby, and Mills all back. And their defense, when those three are on the field, they are... 15 and 7. No, 15 and 6? 15 and 6. Their only two losses in the last two years were against Seattle and New England back to back this last two weeks because their offense can't score. Philadelphia's defense is elite when the two of them are on the field together because for some reason, for some crazy potion magic that Jim Schwartz has, Darby and Mills become elite when they play on the same field together. So that was their first game back and they shut down Josh Allen. Dallas Cowboys played them when Craig James and Jalen Mills off his first game in a year and a half played. So that's why I don't consider that Cowboy win legit at all. But uh, continue. Okay. So I'm thinking about <laughs> I'm thinking about the way that Dallas beat Philly and how Buffalo lost Philly. But So I want to pick the Cowboys, but I won't because I have no faith in Dak Prescott. I think that when he wins games, it's not because he's this elite back. I think it's because he, they don't play these tough teams. And like you said, they're literally one and four against teams with winning records. I tried to believe in Dak Prescott when they played the Vikings in prime time, but he couldn't get that done. He couldn't finish games. I got to go with the Bills. All right. Last but not least, Saints-Falcons in the, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Now, the Falcons beat the Saints last time. And I'm not saying they're going – I'm not saying it's like I – I really want to pick the Falcons only because, it, one, it's Thursday. Two, the Saints came off a win where basically they almost they almost lost to the, Pan, the Panthers. And the Panthers and the Falcons I don't think are that much different talent-wise. I feel like the Panthers just lucked out because they have a more elite running back. Um, superior elite running back. I want to pick the Falcons, but I got the Saints. I, I, it, it's like the, begrudgingly, it's going to be like a field goal game. 
I think the Saints are starting to show their flaws. And this is where it starts. I, I said I said the Saints were going to struggle towards the back end of the year because of Breeze and because that offense can be very one, two-dimensional, as in Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, which aren't two dimensions, two bad dimensions to have, but still. So, Kev. Quick little semantics note, Jared, and I'm only correct. I will explain why I'm correcting you on this. It's Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's a dome. Whatever. No, I'm correcting you on it. used to be the Georgia Dome. Leave me alone. No, I'm correcting you on it because then it's (laughs) in New Orleans. It's the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, they're both Mercedes-Benz. That's the only reason I'm correcting you because, like, of having two stadiums in the same division named for Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes doing pretty good having two stadiums they have to. That's the only reason I'm correcting you. But I I don't know. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry for getting angry with you. It's okay. (laughs) I'm picking the Saints. I, as good as Atlanta's receivers are, they don't have a quarterback to get them the ball. Matt Ryan is a shell of his former self. I do not trust him. What's a shell of a shell? Hey, that man won MVP. That's not saying much, dude. Cam Newton won MVP. Yeah, he went 15 and one. Yeah. No, that no, 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 no. That defense went 15 and one. He had a decent year that year. Yeah, he had a good-ass year. And he ran to the buzzsaw, and he refused to drive to name the Broncos Hall of Fame defense and also forgot to dive on a fumble. I don't like quarterbacks who are wusses, so bye, Cam. Um, yeah, no, I, I see your point. Savannah, Falcons or Saints? So you guys want to tell me what happened last time when I picked the Saints over the Falcons? Please pick the Saints. Please pick the Saints. <laughs> um, it scares me. It literally scares me to pick the Saints because I don't want the same thing happening. But I think now they have a target on their back, now that they feel embarrassed by that game. They knew that they had a chance to play them again. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Saints are going to win. Aww, uh, hey, there's hope, Kev. All right. That was our Thanksgiving pick em. <laughs> Here's the problem, guys. We all picked the same teams. So we're all just really smart or we're all just really stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the whole point of the pick was that somebody would win, somebody would lose. We're either all going to win or we're all going to lose. Oh, my God. All right, that backfired. Fuck it. All right. Maybe we'll just throw them on top of the six-pack as bonus points at the end of the year. I'm not sure. All right. Kevin. Just make each one some- of us like a third of a point this week. True. Um, Kev, weird shit. What do you got? Two years ago today, Alabama men's basketball played Minnesota men's basketball. I saw that. Oh my God. I love this. At halftime, the score was 41-29 Minnesota and Alabama only lost by five. And why is this my weird shit in sports? Because the second half towards the end of the game, Alabama was playing 3v5 basketball, and they almost came back. And Colin Sexton in that game scored 40 points. And it was the last 10 minutes of the game, 3-on-5, dude scored 40 points with 5 of 6 and 6 rebounds. That is hysterical and my favorite sports thing ever, that Alabama men's basketball played 3-on-5 because too many guys fouled out or got hurt. All right. So 
Last call this week is going to be weird because, first of all, we got to do a little boxing news. Um, Deontay, the bronze bomber Wilder, improved to 14-0-1 against Luis Ortiz, knocking him out. So shout out to my favorite boxer. Hopefully he's still going to be the villain in Creed 3, my favorite sports franchise. Um, Let's go, folks. This is a calm and happy Thanksgiving coming up hopefully so i would like to wish all of you family and friends neighbors whatever co-workers a happy thanksgiving from my family to yours and my friends to yours um i know these two knuckleheads are gonna enjoy themselves i will too drink some beer watch some football enjoy some family i'm gonna try to see if my, my little cousin is turning into quite the little football superstar i'm gonna try to like you know smoke him and madden again by 30 um drink a ton of beer watch the bills beat the cowboys so, uh, yeah, have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe. Don't be an idiot. Don't drive drunk. And uh, enjoy some turkey, mac and cheese stuffing, whatever you eat. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.